People are gonna walk past. They're gonna see you with the headphones on. They're gonna see like the stack of pillows. You're like, what in the Armageddon? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like listening to myself talking right now. I'm like the mouth breather, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe through my nose. <laughs> you can just, like, go away from the microphone to breathe. <laughs> over here to speak. I have to, like, zoom back very far. Go stand over here in the Breathe corner. shallow breaths. <laughs> Use my inhaler in the corner. <laughs> my big <babe's> break. <laughs> Okay. Well, welcome back to the Oh, I Got a Podcast. Uh, I'm Hannah. I am Faith. <laughs> and it's been a minute. It's been a minute, everyone. It's been a very long time. Too yes. long, in fact. But we're back. And before we begin, let me just set the scene Give for some you context. right now. Some, some context. <laughs> yes. Big context, girl. <laughs> so we are in what was our roommate... Faith Sanchez's bedroom. Uh, we are sitting across from one another, surrounded by pillows and blankets <laughs> scattered about the floor, shoved up against the wall <laughs> to try to catch as much sound as possible There's, because our ceilings yeah. are high and our walls are thin. <laughs> I don't know if that actually works. <laughs> I think so. I hope so. Uh, we put a lot of effort into it. Uh, we are drinking Everfescent Purple Health Drinks. <laughs> Wait, what are they called? Emergency. Emergency? Elderberry. Elderberry? Good for the bones. And it <clears throat> is sweet summertime. Mm-hmm. And we are reunited for this podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, our, the context. Our first podcast, we were kind of like, let's start this. It's going to be great. And it was so fun. But we started at the wrong time. Because <laughs> then we went into dead week and finals. And <laughs> it was just like, there's no time for this. It was a nice release, though. Yeah, it was. And now I haven't seen Hannah for two months. Yeah. You've been gone. Just about. Yeah, I've been up in Minnesota, which I love, but it's good to be back. So. Now. (laughs) Now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot how to do this. (laughs) Alrighty. I always feel so awkward. I really love, I think, like, the oh, I gotta Mm -hmm. going into the transition. But it's just kind of like, I feel like I don't, I don't know. It's so fine. Just We're it. just going to say it. it's fine. We also don't have to. Yeah, people they know it. The gist. They know what it is. I do. I gotta, I gotta tell you about it's my quiet the, time. Oh, I got a podcast. Oh, I got it. Obviously, I have to tell you about these things. Oh, <laughs> I gotta tell you about my quiet time. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we're It's no surprise to the listeners now. Exactly. You've listened once, you know what's happening. Yes. Um... But yeah, quiet times. That's what we talk about on this channel. This channel? This uh, podcast? <laughs> uh, wait, <laughs> this isn't YouTube? <laughs> what if we... Sometimes I wonder, like, I don't think I would... How do podcasters do that? Where they, like, what? record themselves just sitting on their couch talking and then they put it on YouTube? I'm like, I I, I just stare out this window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> How would that be entertaining? But I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, quiet times, quiet times. <laughs> so, 
I, today, I started reading First Samuel, and I just, I mean, I kind of already told you about this. Guys, I was with Hannah when I was doing my quiet time, and I just started telling her some things, and I was like, wait a minute, why am I telling you this now? I have to wait for the podcast. So that feels kind of weird restating what I already said, but you people haven't heard, so anyway. Um... Yeah, for Samuel, one through three is what I read. But I just was thinking about Hannah's, like, plea to the Lord for um, a son and the whole story around that. And and other things that I've been learning outside of for Samuel, just how, like, God is really good and he wants good things for his children and, like, I am also reading a Proverbs today as well. And in Proverbs 10.24, it says, let me pull it up. This time, guys, I remembered my Bible. I did not leave it outside. <laughs> um, but it says, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. Well, 10.24, what the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. I'm just thinking about how I read that today, and then also how Hannah is asking God for his son, and yeah, that like her righteous pleas were heard by the Lord, and it was granted to her, but something that I just like, I kind of told you, I didn't really, uh, yeah, I feel like I usually read things, and I'm just like, very positive about it because I'm like oh this is the bible like everything that is said in here is good well I mean it is good but like that people say like Hannah's husband um I'm like yeah whatever it comes out of his mouth is good and like makes sense but that is not actually how it happens because people in the bible are not perfect only Jesus is perfect and like yeah god does use his people to speak his truth but sometimes people say some really dumb things (laughs) and something i found to be really dumb was when hannah is like grieving the fact that um what's his name penina i don't penin penina whatever i just say i'm just thinking panini in my head but that's not okay (laughs) um anyway he has two wives and the other wife is able to give birth to several children um and she kind of makes fun of hannah not kind of does like to the point where hannah is weeping and like mourns that and doesn't eat and so anyway her husband says to her Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? And I was just kind of like, are you a baboon? <laughs> like, don't you know that your other wife is just straight trolling Hannah right now and hurting her? I don't know. Hmm. Why would you say that? Anyway, so... Yeah, it's kind of like that. His Her husband doesn't have a listening ear. Hmm. But Hannah is able to turn to God and, like, grieve. And the Lord does listen. And then in the end, like, he does provide. And in that culture, too, like, if you weren't having a son, it was 
design and so yeah just some things like that but that's what I enjoyed and also to Hannah's prayer I really loved that and I just finished reading the Psalms um and her prayer just like reminded me of that as well and the part where it says the bows of the mighty are broken but the feeble bind on strength those who are full have hired themselves out for bread and those who are hungry have ceased to hunger and just like god's heart for the simple and the poor and weak and that he restores them and loves them and so yeah i've just been like wow god is so gentle and loving and but also brings justice to those that are proud and turn away from him so yeah that's what i've been reading that is really beautiful thanks for sharing absolutely it's been i'm excited i'm trying to finish reading guys i'm moving to texas those who are listening probably only know that i'm moving to texas because yeah i feel like only the people who know us are actually listening to this but anyway (laughs) who's to say (laughs) um moving to texas but want to finish reading the old testament before going there and so that's kind of what i'm working through right now and yeah so i just started on first samuel and i'm so excited Mm -hmm. but alas it's your turn sweet (laughs) sweet as (laughs) uh well i started ephesians this week i was reading mostly through the old testament during the school year on purpose not on accident (laughs) and so decided this summer to work through some of the new testament books again so i'm working my way through ephesians and it's so dense like i was reading chapter one for all of this week like five days up until today i started chapter two (laughs) um it's so good um so i think what i'll do is just read a verse and then like read through my notes that I was taking. I think that would be a good way to do it. Um, so to begin, uh, Paul starts off and it's, it's so interesting because he ends the first chapter in Thanksgiving in a prayer. And then the first line of chapter two is, and you were dead Hmm. and your trespasses and sins. Like that's the first verse. And so what I find interesting, both in the first chapter and in this chapter as well, um, something I haven't really noticed before is just the word in, like I-N in, and how key that is. Um, and I think that's kind of what, I've, what I ended with today is it matters what we are in slash who we are in. Mm -hmm. and we're going to see that here. Um, So you were dead in the trespasses and sin, in which you once walked. A few verses down, verse 3, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. And I would just invite you listening, and you, (laughs) Faith, to go back to chapter 1 of Ephesians, And to read about all that we have in Christ. Because the contrast is so stark. And so what I read through here 
is that to be in our trespasses and to be in sin and in the passion of the flesh, this is death. And so, if Paul says that in Christ, I have every eternal blessing, then in my sin, I have no blessing. (laughs) And in fact, I'm under a curse. In my sin, I am in need of redemption, in need of forgiveness, in need of grace. Whereas in chapter one, in Christ, I have all of these things. Mm -hmm. In my sin, I have no inheritance, but death, physical and spiritual. And so again, that, that word, I don't know, it's just kind of jumping out to me in a new way, I would say, in these first couple of chapters of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, to continue to verse Mm 5, I'll read it quick. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made it, oh, that's kind of an awkward place to start. (laughs) Let's go back to verse (laughs) 4. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, Mm. even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So in addition to just the beauty of being a made alive in Christ, in this idea that by grace and in love, you have been saved, what kind of stood Mm. out to me this afternoon was, it's because of great love, great love that the Father has loved us with, that He chose to save us. And so I just wrote, I wonder, do you miss this? Did familiarity overshadow a glorious truth? Familiarity with the idea that we're loved. Mm. So what I wrote is, no today, like speaking to myself, but I'm also speaking to you, listener, Mm. know today that you are loved by creator God with a love that is truly wide and long and high and deep. Mm. And this is such a seemingly rudimentary concept, Mm. but it's when I forget the simple truth that I am most tempted to return to the grave and you were dead. Living for love instead of out of love and more often than not exchanging the real thing for a cheap substitute. Mm. And so, yeah, that to me was a simple thing to kind of cling to today. Um, I feel like I have so much here. Yeah. Like, how much do I share? How much do I not? <laughs> um, I'll just continue on, maybe through the end of verse 10. Um, so next to verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. And when you really think about verse 1 of chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, in once you which walked. Then the line, and this is not your own doing, is like, well, obviously, Mm. (laughs) of course not. I was dead in my trespasses and in my sin. Mm. Power to save and power to resurrect what was dead had to be external to me and had to be found in someone who had done it before. In Christ Jesus, the resurrected in resurrecting Savior, And so, again, to continue to verse 9, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Continuing to verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in him. So that that line, so that no one may boast. Again, of course not. Mm -hmm. What did I have to boast in when I was dead? 
And what do I have to boast in now other than the one who lifted me out of death? Um, and so I guess to end just this verse, this section, um, the song, All I Have is Christ, came to mind, which is a beautiful song. Sovereign Grace does a really nice rendition of it. And there's a line in that song I love. It's, and let my song forever be, my only boast is you. And so simply to end this section, I want to say, Lord, would that be truer of me today? And would that be truer of us today? Mm, That we would be mindful of who we are in and who we boast in. That's what I would say. Yeah, that really, it reminds me of, uh, so I'm reading Counterfeit Gods right now by Mm. Timothy Keller, which I'll talk about later. But Yes, (laughs) Um, Shout out to Ian (laughs) for the Timmy K reference. Usually we call him our dear brother, Timothy, but <laughs> um, that is fun and fresh to me. Anyway, so yeah, in Counterfeit Gods, it's talking about like success and our idol of success and um, just the story of Naaman in Kings. I think it's in Kings. And how he essentially is like, has leprosy and he goes to the king and has all the these like references and stuff um saying hey i am this type of person and you should heal me from my leprosy hmm. and um but the guy from his hometown actually didn't tell him to go to the king he said go to the prophet elisha or wait is it elisha yes i don't remember anyway um please go look up the story for yourselves <laughs> <laughs> then you will know the truth um but Anyway, so the king grieves and, like, rips his clothes and cries out and is like, how dare you come and ask me of this because I cannot do that and, like, I am not capable of doing that. And essentially, the burden that that puts on the king of him asking for this grace from him, but he doesn't have the power to do that. So then he, the king gets a notice from Elisha. I don't know. I'm going to have to keep saying his name, but it's probably going to be wrong, but I don't know. If you mumble it, no one will know. (laughs) (laughs) It could be Elijah or Elisha. (laughs) It might not even be any of that. It could be Eli, actually. Is it? I don't know. No. Eli is... No, 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 no. I'm getting my books mixed up. Eli is from 1 Samuel. It's from 1 Samuel. That's who houses Samuel. He and his son. Anyway, different story. Okay, we're getting mixed up. I need to reel it in. (laughs) Take it back. Rewind. Eh. Um, (laughs) So, anyway. Elijah. Elijah, whatever. Who knows. He he tells the king, send him to me. Send Naaman to me. And he tells him, tells Naaman to go and bathe, like, dunk himself seven times or whatever, and he will be healed. And he's just mad that, like, it's not this, like, journey that he has to take or whatever like it's nothing he can do it's literally just having faith that him dunking himself is like going to heal him from leprosy Mm. and that just reminds me of this like it is by grace that we have been saved through faith and it's not of our own doing and yeah I think that's we were kind of talking about this last night like when you know that someone is gracious towards you 
you want to confess so much sooner, even though confessing is hard. It's like you want to be someone that does confess and repents because the love that comes with receiving grace is so good and deep and mm. just like rewarding. And even though that you're exposed and being vulnerable, you're just like, I want to do this because you give me grace and that makes me love you even more. And so then that makes me want to be in the right with you. And like, that's how it is with Jesus is like, he gives us so much grace and we receive that grace in love and it's just so good and rewarding. And that just makes you want to do that. And when we do forget it, like that's literally the only reason why we Mm. don't turn to him. Hmm. is that we are forgetting his grace and love and we focus on ourselves and what we can do. And that's absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's so, what we see here. Yeah. In the second chapter. And actually your use of um, exposure or yeah. exposed there reminds me of another thought, another note <laughs> I made reading through the second chapter, which comes from, let's see, Verse 16. Uh, I'll start a little earlier, though. I'll start in verse 14. For he himself, that's Jesus, is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body, through the cross. And it continues, but this is the first time in the chapter that the the cross is explicitly mentioned. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about um, Naaman's frustration, um, Mm -hmm. maybe even this embarrassed feeling of, really? Like, this is what I have to do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think that feeling kind of comes up, at least for me, when the cross is mentioned. And maybe that's true for all of us because the cross is an ugly thing because the cross not only confirms like what is already true in the first part of chapter two here, but it exposes me further (laughs) because it reveals that my sin is wicked and twisted and so much so that it was reason enough for a holy God to enter into his creation, Mm. to sacrifice himself in order that we and the whole creation would not groan under its weight forever. Mm. And so that's that's kind of an embarrassing thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe even frustrating at times, but only because I'm so prideful (laughs) and only because I still don't want to believe that I was dead and that I could not lift myself up. So exposed, exposed is a good word. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I just, oh, that's so good. I, we could just keep talking. Right? It's good to be back. I was reading over my notes again from what I wrote earlier, though. And I think, I don't know what I do. I'm like looking at things, but I can't, I'm not processing what I'm looking at. I'm looking and not seeing. That just happens often. Like when you're reading, you mean? Yes. Okay. So I literally just blocked out while reading this <laughs> and skipped over up two different points that I kind of wanted to talk about. Please. Please share them. Um, one point was over the story of Samuel. 
I, well, I mean, it's all over this story, so you know, again, but, um, as a kid, I had this, like, picture Bible book, and the story of Samuel was one of my favorites, reading through it, um, but then I, and I was thinking about it, because when, okay, so when Samuel hears God's voice, and he keeps saying, like, um, Samuel, and then Samuel goes to Eli, and Eli is just sleeping, and he's like, ugh, what? (laughs) He's like, go back to bed, go back to bed. And he's like, I'm not calling your name. (laughs) And then it gets to the point where Eli's like, no, Samuel, this is God. Listen to God. And I I don't really know how old Samuel is, but in chapter 3 it says the boy. So I'm assuming he's younger. I just don't know how young that would be in context. Anyway, but still thinking about how and why I loved that story as a kid and the fact that God chose a child or a, like just a young boy to talk to and to give this word that is supposed to be given to Eli, like that he chose him, I think was my favorite thing. Knowing that people look down upon children and like they're not good enough, mm-hmm. but God chose Samuel mm-hmm. to talk to you. Now, it was definitely a very intense message that he gave him. <laughs> that Eli's <laughs> child was not ready. <laughs> what is it? Um, it says, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. And just, there's more intenseness than that. Like, prior, but I don't know. What a thing. To be told. And then Samuel just lays there until morning, fearful of telling Eli what is about to happen to Eli's sons. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. But the Lord still saw that he was someone that could carry that, like, God's message to Eli. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. And just thinking about it and... Yeah. I just really loved the... Looking at the analogy of, like, children... To us and how much children are like gentle and weak and but God loves them mm-hmm. so much and uses them and at, yeah just even like working in a daycare or just seeing people's children anyway it's just kind of like wow I look at you and the weird things that you say <laughs> or <laughs> just how yeah I don't know how children cry when their parents leave and like they have attachment to their parents because they love them and they look up to their parents and things like that it's like do I notice and does my like soul cry when I am turning away from God Mm -hmm. you know and when I feel like distant from the Lord and so just like thinking about things like that Mm. and that was a fun memory to have and yeah. to spur those thoughts on. And then <clears throat> this is kind of funny as well, a little bit, not as serious, but reading about when Hannah was praying, someone said, oh, his, was it Eli? Oh, Eli goes to Hannah and says, how long will you be, or will you go on being drunk? your wine away from you and just like 
how mourning and like the filling of the spirit just keeps getting confused with being drunk and like <laughs> alcohol yeah. in the Old Testament too. Yeah, because that happens in Acts too with the Pentecost and the Spirit coming upon all those people. But yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. Hmm. Not very like thick, substantial. Thoughts, but fun but thoughts good. that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and I appreciate especially <clears throat> this childhood memory mm-hmm. that you shared. And you talking about your experience working in a daycare center. Yeah, it reminds me of helping out with Kids Corner. Kids, mm-hmm. yeah, at Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. And I think another beautiful thing about children and something that I'll speak for myself, I feel like I often lose or lose mm. an awareness of is children know that they're dependent. (laughs) Like, working in a classroom of uh, four or five-year-olds, that's usually where I was placed, uh, they know when they can't do something. Mm -hmm. And they will scream and yell out (laughs) for help when they know that they need it. Mm -hmm. They'll say, like, you know, I can't reach this, or I can't tie my shoe. Help me, please. Yeah. And that's something that we're encouraged to do, but often, and I think this comes back to our understanding of our own dependency, our own, I guess it's, it's pride mm-hmm. <laughs> that grows in us and kind of chokes out mm-hmm. maybe an awareness or an acceptance of our, our actual dependent nature. Mm-hmm. And like once children get, start getting older, the things that they don't ask for help is like dangerous. Hmm. Like I just, n- things that, I would have to tell kids, like, um, please, please ask for help and don't climb on this really tall, like, five-foot shelf in order to get the box on top. (laughs) And them just, like, not seeing, oh, this shelf could just fall on top of me and I could fall down. Or Hmm. I could, like, break something. I don't know. And I think we do the same thing as, like, for our own pride. We just do something instead of asking for God or just, like, yeah, recognizing God in the things that we're doing. And we don't see that some shelf could just fall on top of us. Yeah. (laughs) Where we don't, yeah, we don't have, like, full perspective as God does. But anyway. That's good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Wow. We're, like... 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can tell it's been a minute since we last saw each other. Yes. Um, anyway, so on different topic, we're going to uh, <laughs> dig a hard left. <laughs> we're going to veer. We're going to veer off the road into Babylon Bee articles. And I got to pull them up. I found these articles, like, last, I don't know, three months ago, two months ago, whenever we did our last podcast. And started saving them yeah. then. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a different one soon, but now it's three months later. So, I'm also, these are fresh to me. Would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? Either or. Okay, you go first. <laughs> okay. I've got two. Okay. <laughs> two to share for this episode. Okay, sounds good. So the first one 
that I want to share is titled 10 Arguments for Christianity that are Guaranteed Mic Drops. (laughs) So the first is, say, you know who else makes that argument? Satan. (laughs) Instantly invalidated. We're done. Number two, hit him with the surprise, God's not dead flash mob. (laughs) Number three, yeah, but we've still got Robbie Zacharias, which (laughs) does date this article because he passed in the spring of 2020. Mm -hmm. Rip. Number four, break out into nonsensical charismatic tongues. (laughs) Number five, repeatedly shout, Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> While assuming Gandalf's classic, you shall not pass. <laughs> Fly, you fools. <laughs> Number six. Settle the argument with a Chick-fil-A versus any atheist chicken sandwich franchise blind taste test. Number seven. Say, you're stealing all your moral arguments from a Judeo-Christian worldview. I'm calling the cops. Then, call the cops. <laughs> Number eight. Ask... Who do people call upon when they unexpectedly sneeze? Wait out brief silence and then say, case closed. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine. Repeatedly bring everything back to the Kalam cosmological argument until your opponent is exhausted and then hit them with the second law of thermodynamics. Mic drop. And last but not least, blindside them with a long, pensive pause, then finish them off with one word. Sad. (laughs) <laughs> so uh those are your arguments oh for christianity <sighs> wait are you gonna read your second one should we go back and forth wait 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 uh maybe also um just to expose myself i made one mistake i forgot my charger for my laptop is so it, dying? it is dying it's very on brand for it true. to be dying right now. Well, it's at 22%. You know, I don't want to risk it. Yeah. No, I'm I think we go. can pause. Yeah. Okay, let's take a pause. Let's take a Okay, should I go next? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Hmm. And I'll pick which one I want to share next. Let's go in with the same theme a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Seven tips for opening your Bible and reading it this week. (laughs) Alrighty. Tip one. At any point this week... Take a seat, open your Bible, and read it. Okay. Wow, this is big, (laughs) if true. It can't be that easy, can it? (laughs) Can it? I don't know. Okay, tip two. With your Bible in hand, try opening it and reading the words inside. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Tip three. 
Consider grabbing your Bible and turning past the front cover and <laughs> table of contents and start reading literally any page you like. <laughs> Four, click the app on your phone that says Bible and read the words that appear on your screen. Wow, who would have thought? These are so tricky. These are good. Okay. Look at and comprehend the meaning of the printed matter in front of you by mentally interpreting the characters or symbols of which the Bible is composed. Dang. Whoa. This almost sounds like the definition of reading. You're doing it. Whoa. (laughs) Number six. If any of these things get a little too complicated, just fall back to the basics and read your Bible. (laughs) This one is a true lifesaver. <laughs> Seven. This is my absolute favorite. Point your eyeballs at an open Bible and see what it says. <laughs> Scan the room. Then they say, well, we hope this cleared everything up and helped you get through all the necessary steps to read your Bible. It can be really challenging and confusing out there, so always remember these helpful pointers. <laughs> Anyway, I hope that guys can uh, can help you I hope out. Hope it's helpful. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I forget. I just get too lost in the sauce, and I'm like, ugh, how do I read? You know? How do I read? <laughs> <laughs> Reading's hard. It can be. Anyway, so okay, that's all. Those are helpful. I think. <clears throat> silly. Okay. Uh, my second article is pretty short. Okay. Uh, the best part. It's really just the title. Which is, Experts now recommend changing your gender fluid every three months or 3,000 TikTok posts. Excuse me? Do you get it? <laughs> your gender fluid? Your gender As if it's like your oil? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And I... <laughs> Gotta go in for a gender fluid change. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I wanted to add, though, what we are laughing at is the play on language here. Yes, yes. In changing your oil, your gender fluid. Fluid is a word that throws me off. Fluid? Yeah. What do you mean? Because I think, I literally, every time anyone says fluid, I'm thinking, like, Like a liquid? Yes, like, that's literally, so, that's hilarious that they wrote that. I think that's why it works so well. Yeah, because I think about that every time. Even not in gender Mm -hmm. terms. Just in general. Just in general. Yeah. It makes me laugh exactly. Yes. So, I just wanted to clarify. We are not laughing at a real and deep struggle with a core identity. Yeah. Just the fluid. Just the fluid. Just fluids. Drink your fluids. (laughs) Stay hydrated, folks. All right. That's it for my top two B this time. Okay, this article. <clears throat> I wonder, remember that one time that Mark Vance <laughs> and so one Mark- of his sermons said something about, like, the vaccine and then was like, you're carrying, or the vaccine having a microchip in it or something and then... Like, you're carrying around a smartphone yes. that is tracking you. Yeah, like, why are you worried about getting vaccinated when you yeah. have an iPhone? I'm pretty sure he read this article. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Or maybe Mark Vance writes these. <laughs> Who knows? When was it published? Um, April 1st, 2021. <laughs> There's a chance. Yeah, he might have. I feel like he would be a guy who enjoys the bee. Absolutely. 
Manu carries smartphone everywhere he goes, worried government might track him through vaccine. That's good. Yes. Probably only the Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oopsies. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's pretty much the gist. This article is a little bit long. I'm not going to. Oh, wait. Oh, it says this is kind of funny. He then recorded a short video rant, which he posted to TikTok and checked in at the restaurant he was meeting some friends at. <laughs> oh, classic. It's good, though. Yeah. That's it, too. Anyway, that's all for Babylon B. If you're not reading the Babylon B, you gotta start. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't... It just brings joy to life. It does. It's very political right now, but yeah. it's still hilarious. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, if you go to trending or, like, news, I feel like the newer ones are very political. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can just keep going back, back to the past, back to the future. Oh, <laughs> what a film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, anyway. (laughs) Yes. I think it's a good practice in discernment. Yes. You know? Yeah, if you... How can you have discernment if you don't practice it, you know? And the Babylon Bee (laughs) is a family-safe place to practice it. Yeah. Exactly. So, it has our stamp of approval. Check it out. Yeah. Discernment is kind of like immune systems. Like... Hmm. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Why have an immune system if you're not going to use it? That's a good point. Alrighty. On to the next thing. Shall we? Oh, I got to tell you about what's good this week. (laughs) So for me, I've literally been obsessed with Spotify Blend. Oh. Did you write that down too? No. But that isn't. Excellent. That is what is excellent yes. right now. Exactly. Best feature on Spotify. I've sent it to so many people. Except, to be, yeah, it does expose you sometimes. Yeah. But there's a lot of exposure taking place in this podcast today. <laughs> exposure is the word. Oh, I'm exposed. <laughs> <laughs> we are rebranding to oh. <laughs> We are rebranding to oh I'm exposed. <laughs> Excellent. Pardon Tell me. Us all about I'm it. sorry for my asthma. I got asthma. <clears throat> um. Oh, Spotify blend. So what you do, you search high and low within your Spotify account in order to find how to send a blend. So what you do, you go to search, then you sc- do a little scrolly scroll. And go to the for you. It is for you. And then you scrolly scroll some more. And you click create blend. And then it gives you a link. And then you send it to one of your friends. But they have to do it within a certain time. Or else they will text you and say. (laughs) (laughs) The link expired. And then you. It seems oddly specific. (laughs) (laughs) And then you face palm. And then you send another (laughs) link. And then hope that they look at it immediately and make it. But yeah, sometimes you get some songs on there that you um, actually have as a joke with one of your friends. And then 
But also seems oddly specific. <laughs> so our last podcast, we opened with Boys, Boys, Boys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which comes from a song called Boys, Boys, Boys. <laughs> uh, maybe this is exposing even more. But yeah, that was on one of my blends. And I was a little bit disappointed with myself. <laughs> Spotify did me dirty. That's not good. <laughs> Anyway, so blend at your own <laughs> risk. <laughs> Change your listening habits and then blend. Someone's, someone told me, though, they listened to a song, like, once and it was on their Spotify blend. There do seem to be some random yeah. ones thrown in there. Where it's like, this isn't even something that I listened to this year. One time, it also had an Ed Sheeran song on there that I have literally never heard of in my entire life. <laughs> because... We don't need to get into this. I have... I Nope, we're not sorry. <laughs> anyway, it's not my favorite. But yet, Spotify still told someone that I listened to it. And <laughs> I do you're not. you're obsessed with and I, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wonder. What do people think? Like, that this is my favorite song? I sure hope not. Yeah. It's just like, here are... Take each song with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Here are things of my past... Here's just, like, a little bit of my soul, you know? <laughs> like, read into it, don't read into it. Do what you want. It's Blend at you. your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Parental guidance. Parental... What is the... What do they say at the beginning of TV shows? Parental guidance is suggested, maybe? Something, yeah. Something along those lines. <sighs> yeah. Parental advisory? Parental advisory. That's it. So, as your parent, I advise you (laughs) (laughs) to blend at your own risk. (laughs) Anyway. Do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh, My first one was inspired by my trip to Arizona. And so, what's good is watching the sunrise over the Grand Canyon. And I've even provided away a list of steps on how to do it. So, you're going to wake up at 1.30 a.m. and hop into your Ford Fiesta. Of course, any reliable automobile will do. Number two. With at least four wheels. Is ideal. Okay. (laughs) If it can get you there, it'll work. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Step two. Pick up two coffees and Pop-Tarts from a gas station. Bonus points if the gas station is next to a casino. Hmm. Step three. Drive three and a half hours to the Grand Canyon National Park. Step four, say out loud, safety first, and then sit on the edge of the South Rim. Oh. <laughs> and step five, watch the sunrise in si- silence, let awe settle in. That's how you watch the sunrise over the Grand Canyon. Wow. Super simple. You seem inspired by something we may or may not have just read in reading this list. Then we just read. Oh, with like steps. <laughs> ah, yeah. I feel like you're being influenced. Dang it. I'm always being influenced. Wow. That's awesome. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I would like to go. It's pretty cool. It looks pretty fun. I was trying to think of like a pun. That's canyon really? I was gonna say rocky, but that's kind of negative. It looks pretty <laughs> pretty rocky. <laughs> well, yeah. The Grand Canyon is rockin'. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, though. You better watch out at the Grand Canyon. You might <laughs> rock and roll, Tom. 
You actually might. Julie and I went on one of the South Rim trails we hiked six miles down into the canyon, which is crazy because that didn't even put us at halfway hmm. down the canyon. And I, I don't think they even recommend hiking in, down to the base of the canyon to the valley. and back one day. Wow. I think you usually have to stay overnight, like camp out in the canyon if you're going to do that. But, but anyways, we were hiking down the South Kaibab Trail. Hmm. And it's, I mean, it's an actual trail. It's pretty nice. It's well kept. But there's a lot of loose rock. Mm-hmm. And so at several points, we were actually hanging on to things near us because you would kind of slip if you weren't being super careful. Wow. So it wasn't, I don't think we were any true danger, but it was definitely something where you had to be uh, vigilant, like, as you were walking down. So super fun, though. We'd definitely go back, do some more hiking there. But the sunrise was definitely the best part. Hmm. Um, well, I can talk about the North Shore. Oh. What's good this summer was the North Shore. If you've never been to the North Shore of Minnesota, it Holy was smokes. breathtaking. I just want something. Mm. Um, is it called Tedaguchi? Mm-hmm. So Tedaguchi National Park. No, State Park. State Park. State Park. So beautiful. So many waterfalls. Oh, mm. so pretty. And I think I've seen a waterfall before, but this was just, like, I think just being older and, like, more into seeing creation, where I think I saw it as a child. And as a child, all you're thinking is, why are we walking for so far, Mm -hmm. for such a long time, and my feet hurt, and I just want to sit on the ground and cry. (laughs) Sometimes as an adult, I think those things. (laughs) It's true. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> the, like, it said, like, 0. 0.7 miles away from, like, hike, which is, like, that's not bad at all. No. Absolutely not. Ridiculously not. But I felt like we were walking for ages. I think it was more of, like, a 0. 0.7 miles in a straight line if you, like, drew a line from A to B. But the <laughs> actual hike was not in a straight line. Oh, okay. It was, like, obviously, no hike is in a straight line. Interesting that it would be marked that way. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it... Sometimes, though, it just seems longer when you don't know where you're going. That's fair. And you're just like, ugh, when is this going to end? <laughs> and you, like, think you're hearing water falling. <laughs> but you're not. It's just in your head. You're losing your and mind. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, guys, I think we're close. I hear the water. <laughs> and then it still takes, like, it's ten more minutes. It's just your tears <laughs> streaming down your face. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. You're like, no, Faith, you're just crying. (laughs) It's actually just the blood (laughs) running down my entire body. (laughs) My word. Just because I'm crying so much that it's turning into blood. (sighs) Too far, too far. (laughs) Not funny anymore, Faith. Reel it in. A little bit too dark. Too real. Anyway. Oh, um, so yeah. Going to the North Shore. It was really fun. Went to Duluth. Duluth was not what I thought it was going to be. How so? I think I was just thinking a little bit more woodsy. Oh, sure. And it was a lot more industrial. It's more urban. Yeah. Very urban. Still cute. Still nice. Still fun. A lot of construction. 
very much construction. And, um, yeah. But besides that, it was fun. And I'm glad we didn't stay there. I'm glad we stayed on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. Like, up further north. Further north, yeah. Um, Grand Marais was really pretty. Loved that. So, yeah, you should do that. It's really fun. That's all. Nice. I think the next one I will share. What is good is artist Stephen Day. Maybe Stephen Day. I'm not sure. I looked online before this. Didn't mm. find anything. Wait. Wait. What? No, keep, keep talking. So, I was on Spotify... As per usual. And listening to the <gasps> Discover Weekly. <laughs> yeah. And one of his songs, I think from his undergrad romance album, was on my Discover Weekly, which led me to his page. And so now I'm begging all of you to check out his music. And I would recommend first the undergrad romance in the Moses in yeah. Me album. And then his new single, Ride. Yes. Which... Kind of has a Stevie Wonder feel, but it's mm-hmm. also different. I don't think I've listened to Ride yet. Oh, it's really good. But I... The first song I heard from him was Dancing in the Street. Oh, that's a fun one. So good. And yes. then I got to... I think this fall I sent you Autumn's song. Yes. Loved that. Also, Hey Lady. And also... That's it. They're all so good. Yeah, they're all really good. Yeah. So I think... I love them a lot. Everyone should listen to all of his music, and I think it would do you all a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sweet. Um, my last thing is the five-year Q&A journal. I really love it a lot. It's a small little book that Emily Smith, she told me about. And shout out to her. Um, That's a two for two shout out. Yeah. I shouted. I gave her a shout out last time. Um, She's also getting a shout out again, which makes sense because I literally see her every single day. So, (laughs) whoops. (laughs) What? Was that your spine? (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm so sorry if you heard that. Those are my shoulders. (laughs) What? I haven't popped my shoulders all day and it was just like welling up inside me. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. We need to stop this podcast very soon. It's been a minute. I feel like we're lucid right now. (laughs) Okay, we'll finish with our last what is good. Um, And then cut her off. Okay, okay, five-year Q&A journal is so good. (laughs) So I asked a question, like, so the same question on July 10th. And so next July 10th, I'll answer the same question for five years. And it's like 365 different questions. And it's so good. I'm so excited. And I can't wait to be five years out and look at all the things, all the weird things that I have said. (laughs) And all the memories that I am keeping in that journal, too. It'll be cool. Anyway, that's it. Okay. My last thing. What's good is eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but in a pool. (laughs) And that's something I can't... There is no reason for me to describe the experience because all of you, after hearing about it, the fact that it is good, will go out and do it. Mm-hmm. This it's rem- just different. 
So we, that's funny because we literally had an entire conversation. Some of all 12 of you that are listening, if you are listening, <laughs> I'm not giving you all shout outs because <laughs> there's too many. But anyway, we were talking about showering and our favorite shower snack. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't eat in the shower because I shower at like right when I wake up and nor do I like, I don't want to eat. I don't know. Anyway, so I guess maybe like someone said, I don't remember what they said. Maybe like pretzels or something. Mm-hmm. Or a shower drink. But anyway, what? I was like, there is nothing like taking a shower and drinking cold water while you're in a warm shower. <laughs> what? It is so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and then I was also like, I, oh, we went swimming over the fourth of, like weekend. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like drinking a bottle of water while you're in the pool. There's just something about like, Obviously, your body is made of, what is it, two-thirds water? It's like 70%, roughly. Yeah. So then, it's like, you have body that you're drinking, and it's on the inside of you, but you also <laughs> are surrounded by water at the same time, and so then it's just like waterception. You're a thousand percent water <laughs> when you are doing all of those things at once. <laughs> it's like water overload. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. Yeah. Except for... You're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes, and it's savory and sweet, mm-hmm. and it's dry, but not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you're you just like have to if do I. It. It's a little risky too because you're like, I could oopsie daisies right now. Twenty minute, <laughs> and then I'd have a soggy sandwich. Right, and that would be really sad. I was even thinking about typically, after you eat, you're supposed to wait thirty minutes mm. before you enter the pool. Really? I'm pretty sure someone was like, mm, meh. Some, like, doctor on YouTube was like, no. <laughs> I think I heard that once. But probably yeah. not. I don't know. I think, I think and the reason for that is your own preference. you'll cramp. Yeah. Is like, that true? I don't know. Just eat some salt. Drink eat some, some pickle salt. juice. <laughs> and you won't cramp. I suppose. But, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the pool. Here's the question. What kind of jelly... Also, what kind of peanut butter? Crunchy? Smooth? I thought about that. The listener can choose whatever they will. <laughs> My personal preference is... What is not... What's the one that's not Jiffy? Oh, no, it's not Jiffy. It's called Jif. Jif? It's actually called Jif and Skippy. Oh. So that's one of the, like, Mandela effects. What? Yeah. That but people it's think Jiffy? it's Jiffy. Oh. Yeah, kind of like Baron. Someone said Baron Stain. No, Baron oh, Stain. Stain. <laughs> Someone said Baron Stain Bears. And I really just wanted to be like, actually, it's Baron Stain Bears. But you would have messed them up for life. Yep. <laughs> Had you mentioned Guys, that? if you don't know about the Mandela effect, you must look into it. That's so cool. Maybe we could talk about it. We can. Maybe not right now. Night. We can't. No. Ooh, yeah. Guys, we're going to have a late night. The next podcast <sighs> is going to be a late night podcast. And we were like, hmm, what do we do for a late night? Well, instead, uh, yeah, we're doing a Q&A. <laughs> so that's what, I guess, late night means. It's Q&A time. <laughs> but to answer your question, what I meant then was Jif. Oh. So Jif, no added sugar, creamy peanut oh. butter with Laban. Labani, I'm not sure how you say it. Hmm. Strawberry fruit preserves. Mm. That's the mix. On whole wheat bread. Mm. In a pool. In Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. That's my personal preference, though. 
You can do it anywhere with any kind of peanut butter jelly you like. Okay, I feel really left out. Can I share my PB&J? Of course. So, bread, I don't know, probably whole wheat. Or, ooh, like fresh bread, sliced bread. But obviously, I don't know why I just said sliced. <laughs> just a loaf. <laughs> With some just peanut butter two jelly loaves and put them together. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the... Or, ugh. I'm saying organic, but I don't know how I feel about organic. Sorry if you have a problem with me saying that. Anyway, organic Trader Joe's peanut butter, salted, crunchy. So delicious. It's life-changing. It literally only has peanuts and salt in it. And then homemade raspberry jelly from my grand... Actually, jam. Jam has seeds in it. Jelly doesn't have seeds. Oh, wait. I didn't know that. Yes. Jam. Homemade raspberry jam from my grandma. Raspberries must be from her backyard. Okay. From my grandma and grandpa's backyard. How do the listeners get a hold of your grandma's jam? Um, just let me know. She's got a bunch. Ask me for some, and I'll give you some. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so amazing. Anyway. Awesome. Well, it's probably time. Wow. To cut her off. Yeah, we gotta go. The doctor so, is gone, and we must leave. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for bearing with us, tuning in to another episode, and we look forward to hopefully producing another one real soon. Yeah. See ya. Yeah.